Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Speed City with John Massengill, Les Kaiser, and Jonathan Green. It's the fastest hour on the radio. Speed City. Good evening, gearheads. Welcome to your Sunday night with Speed City. We are excited to bring you lots of fun motorsport discussion tonight. This is the busiest summer in Formula One I think I've ever been around. <laughs> I know, I know. It's like we this break, we I have envisions of just relaxing and it's just not happening. There's way too much going on. This John Massingill, that was Jonathan Green. Les Kaiser is taking the weekend off, but we called up Bob Varsha and he said, yes, I can't believe Yay! it. Mr. Varsha, welcome to the show. Thanks, guys. Uh, uh, especially in a weekend when he's working. Deja vu sense in all of this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. And uh, I can't believe you're here because doing Formula E all weekend, you don't even know what time your zone you're in, do you? Oh, boy. I tell you what, um, you know, the, Jonathan can tell you as well. You go to Daytona, Spa, the Nürburgring, Le Mans. It's one all-nighter. Yeah. And you can you can do it. But uh, this doubleheader weekend, and they are becoming very popular on the Formula E series, boy, back-to-back all-nighters was just taken yeah, out of it's, you. Yeah, it, it is grueling. No question. You're, you're mm-hmm. absolutely right. You get yourself into a mode for Le Mans where it's, okay, mm-hmm. I just got to get to, you know, I, I can take Monday off and I can just collapse. Yeah. So, so you, you mentally yeah. get prepared. Because there's no yeah. way, even even if they say, oh, well, you're doing three hours and then you're off and then you're doing three hours, you never, it doesn't matter whether you're a driver or a commentator or or, or you're just the graphics guy doing the buttons, you can't relax. Yeah, yeah. It's, well, uh, it's tough, but there's nothing else I'd rather be doing. So there you go. There you go. <laughs> well, we got lots to talk about. Let me run down. We're going to get Bob to recap the Formula E finale and the Formula E season as that's we have a new champion. They're done, and we're going to talk a little NASCAR boogity-boogity because, Jonathan, you got to watch a good bit of that. I did. But we have some great discussions because I stumbled across a guy who has some fascinating stats on Formula One sponsorship. Bjorn again. That's right. Um, Mm -hmm. And this is a fascinating group of stats because we're going to talk all about the – really, most of the stats center around the American increase in sponsorship in Formula One. Lots of – Lots of interesting stats. We're going to talk about the latest on the Andretti Global F1 effort. We're going to talk about F1 silly season, which includes IndyCar, of course, now now in this new era. And uh, we're going to talk a little Kimi Raikkonen tonight, too. Yes. So we got lots hey, to talk about. You know, with all that, and, and given that you just said, that, you know, there's some really tasty conversation out there with Andretti, with the silly season, with the porpoising. We haven't mentioned that. Yep. Um, 
512-643-5483. Hey, we've got Bob Varsha on the show. Get a chance to, you know, air your feelings. Tell us how you feel in your summer break with Formula One going back to the grind in a couple of weeks. But, um, yeah, let, let's find out what you think. Who should drive for who? Should Piastri get a seat? Has Alonso tipped the barrel upside down? Has Vettel done the right thing? What's going on, you know? Yes, and I want to welcome our gentlemen and ladies that are uh, watching on YouTube. We got Bill Ricker and we got Old Timer, and a special shout out to Old Timer because he just sent us five dollars on uh, on YouTube somehow. I'll have to figure out how to go get that five dollars. And and it's not it's not in Bitcoin, is it? <laughs> no, I don't know. Maybe it is. He says, "Love the show, guys. Can't always catch live, but always watch replays." Thank you, Old Timer, for tuning in, and thank you for that that donation that, to and the Dad, Speed thank, City. Thanks cause. for tuning in. And Dad, yeah, thanks, Pop, for the five bucks. Uh, well, you know what? Let's talk. Uh, let's start off by talking Formula E. We got Bob here. Yes. And who better? Because Bob is doing, has did the Formula E all season long on CBS Sports Network. Yeah, on CBS Sports Network. And Bob, uh, why don't you recap a little bit of the finale in the season for us? Be glad to. It's. Um... This was a, a watershed season in so many ways for Formula E. Eight full seasons. It's second as a recognized FIA World Championship. Um, 100th race held this morning. The uh, last race for the That's Generation cool. 2 Formula E car. Remember, the Gen 1 car wasn't strong enough to go the whole 45-minute race distance, so the drivers had to hop out of one car and into another during a pit stop. That lasted for a couple of years. Then the Gen 2 car had all the battery capacity and deficiency to go the full distance. Uh, that lasted for five years. And now next year, we get the Generation 3 car, which is smaller, lighter, more agile, much more powerful, and much faster. So it's going to be a really exciting time. There's also tremendous yeah. turnover. We are uh, Some teams are changing name. Mercedes EQ is taking the team's championship and and leaving the sport, McLaren will take over their franchise. Uh, Maserati is coming in next year, taking over for Venturi. Um, Apt is coming back. I mean, they dominated the early seasons of the championship, went away when Audi did. But uh, they're coming back with a uh, driveline manufacturer yet to be named. So, you know, there, there's all this anticip anticipation that was building up this weekend um, on a brand new, untested, nobody would seen it before, track in Seoul, Korea, which ran around the Olympic Park down there from the 1988 Summer Games, yep. including into and out of the Olympic Stadium. And it was, by all measures, a really cool track. And it produced cool. some good Yeah, racing. it looked good, didn't it? It looked good on television, yeah. too. <clears throat> yeah, it did. Uh, obviously, Korea has been plagued by terrible weather. They've mm. had floods. They've had fatalities. We had heavy rain on Friday night. And then it rained during Saturday qualifying, um, which spiced things up, as rain always does. Uh, but long story short, it came down to two guys, Mitch Evans with Jaguar TCS Racing and Stoffel Van Dorn with Mercedes EQ. Uh, Evans drove the championship to the final day by winning Saturday's race and then um, qualified poorly by his standards on Sunday so he could never quite catch Van Dorn, who basically cruised to the victory. It was exciting. It's been a great season. 16 races. Next year, we go to 18, all in the first seven months of the year, which should be interesting. Wow. Uh, the new car I mentioned, some drivers are moving around, going to new teams. Some new faces will be coming in. So a uh, lot of anticipation. Now, 
the the championship fight was a classic consistency versus spectacle, mm. if you will. Stoffel Van Dorn in in sixteen races finished out of the points once. Wow. Every other race he finished in the points. He finished every other race, which is an achievement on the narrow, twisty courses that Formula mm. E uses. So he only won one race, but his consistency kept him near the top of the charts. Now, Mitch Evans, on the other hand, tied uh, Ido Mortara from the Venturi team for the most victories by a single driver. They each won four. So it was a case of Mitch closing uh, at the end. And, uh, and it finally went to, uh, to Van Dorn, who will be a great champion. He'll be coming back next year, joining Jay Penske's team, which becomes the factory effort for the French DS automobiles. They were a division of Peugeot Citroën. Um, and they uh, powered the Techita team to uh, a number of championships. So that'll be a big step up for Jay Penske and his Dragon Penske crew. Um, the weekend was punctuated by um, a couple of crashes. You've probably seen them on the internet. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, in, in Saturday's race. They in stacked the him wet. three high on the one I saw. Yeah. And, and, and that's my point. Exactly. Nick DeVries, like seven other drivers, hit a, 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 a change in the track surface. There was a lot of concrete patching where they pulled traffic islands and things out of the way. And that concrete, when it was wet, was like ice. So down to the uh, penultimate corner on the first lap they came and eight cars all piled in to the Tech Pro barriers on the outside of the corner. Two were able to continue, the other six were out on the spot. Unfortunately, including uh, young Oliver Askew, the American mm -hmm. driving for uh, Avalanche Andretti Racing. It was a very sketchy looking moment. Nick DeVries, the outgoing champion, speared under former champion Sebastian Buemi's car. And you could see the diffuser just ride up that halo device. And there's no doubt in my mind that had these cars not adopted the halos when they came out, um, yeah. you know, we'd be mourning Nick DeVries tonight. It wow. was very scary. That, that to was see. the first thing I and thought of when I saw that crash, I, mm -hmm. when they were stacking them up, sliding underneath cars, mm. I was like, yeah. they, that, they, you know, they, that, that halo saved I don't know, you know, multiple people in that crash, possibly. No question. No question. So everybody's looking ahead to next year. We'll be going back to some great cities. New York is not on the schedule yet, but they certainly want to be there. Um, London, Riyadh, Rome, Jakarta, Indonesia. We'll be going back to Seoul. Uh, Hyderabad, India is joining the schedule next year. There's another race I can't quite remember, but it's, it's going to be really exciting. Sadly, I don't travel to the races. I do it from the room I'm sitting in right now. Um, but it is it is great fun. It's a very relaxed pit lane. Good guys to be around. And um, so I'm enjoying every minute of Formula E. Yeah. And, you know, I got, I got a couple of questions for you, Bob. I mean, I, 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 I've, we've said it on the show many times. I hate the noise. I don't like, you know, I'm not in, I'm not, it, you know, compared to Formula One, sure. it's not my thing. And I, I thought, it. I never thought it would take off. I have to say, I was always one of those Debbie Dadders. And I also looked at the sort of ex-Formula One drivers that were lured to it um, at the beginning, uh, enticed to an option that isn't Formula One because it's so tight in Formula One. But now mm -hmm. with all these years gone by and all these names still there, 
Uh, and I, I mean, it really is a who's who. You could make up a Formula One grid from what you have here. Uh, and if yeah. and, and still, you mentioned De Vries, they're still getting Friday drives and potentially being considered for Formula One. So that that's the one thing that's kept me into Formula E is the quality of drivers that want to do it. My question for you is, what compared to Formula One? Because I, I am, I'm, I'm a luddite when it comes to this. Do you, do the cars have you know advantages like Mercedes has over you know the other teams because uh, you know they've got an advantage in the technology they're using, or are the cars pretty much the same? And it really is about the drivers. It is very much about the drivers, and that's a great question because we talk about it all the time on the air. From week to week, you'll have a team just dominate. I'm thinking of Mexico City and the Porsche factory team with Pascal Verline and Andre yeah. Lotterer um, dominated, just toyed with the field and finished 1-2 for their first victory, I should add, as a, excuse me, as a factory team. The, a couple of weeks later, you know, they were right in the midst of it all, you know, struggling, battling it out with everybody else. So much of these cars is still a single supplier, mm -hmm. uh, homologated. There's not an awful lot you can do. And that's by design. They don't want people investing squillions of dollars on aerodynamics and drive lines and all that kind of stuff. The series is moving forward with the technology. And when you have six, seven, eight major worldwide manufacturers involved, you're going to have yeah. tremendous momentum in terms of developing technology. So that element is there. It's also a pretty darn lucrative job for a lot of these guys. I know at least one and probably a lot more drivers on the grid are making a million British pounds a year. Wow. So you're not suffering by, uh, by going to Formula E. That's Speed um, City money right there. That, that, that is. Oh, yeah. Just imagine. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sure my check is still in the mail. But um, You know, it's funny you yeah. mentioned that. I, 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 You know, I go down to New Zealand a lot, and Mitch and Simon Evans are good mates. And, you mm -hmm. know, I remember talking to um, Mitch's dad, who's heavily involved in, in motor racing still. Simon's racing again um, down, down in New Zealand, but he, of course, won the Formula E Jaguar Championship a couple of years ago. Um, but he did say to me, he goes, you know what? Um, you can say what you like about Formula E. It's the first time Mitch has earned proper money from his motor racing, and I, I you know, and and you're right. Um, I, I think that's something that that that's the real reason. And it's answered my own question as to why yeah. those drivers are there is because Agar, um, you know, has managed to sustain this to the point where it now is a proper job. Sure. Yeah. yeah. People get paid, and that's terrific. Now there is a lot of technology involved that the teams can keep on a proprietary basis, typically dealing with the um, management of energy during the course of a race. They're restricted in so many ways, but their software for energy management can that's, make the difference. I mentioned cool. the Tag Heuer guys in Mexico City. Uh, you mentioned Mick Seven, Mitch Evans at Rome. He was just unbeatable. Yeah, he just I drove that. away yeah. from the second or third row, won both ends of the weekend. And yet, you know, there he was fighting for his life at the end of the season. So it really is true that it's extremely competitive. You never know what's going to happen in a race. And that makes it exciting and interesting. Bob, so I, I um, love the fact that they that that's the uh, the non-spec side of it, because that will easily transfer to road cars is that is that sure. gives them that competitive playground to oh, compete yeah. against each other. But mm -hmm. I was just looking at the Gen 3 stats. Okay, Jonathan, you were talking about getting excited about the drivers and all these things, but look at listen to this technology. That's been the thing that bothered me, especially the first gen car. Even the second gen car, the they top, weren't fast. They no. weren't fast. The top speed was slower than my road car. 
So now the top speed is about 200 miles an hour. And uh, the specs, what what about with the complaint we have about F1 cars, how huge they are? Mm. These mm-hmm. cars are getting smaller, not bigger. The horsepower right. has gone from 335 in the Gen 2 up to 469 in a Gen 3. Of course, we're talking mm-hmm. about a car that only weighs 1,800 pounds. And that's including a highly efficient battery, like you were saying, Bob, that that you don't have to yep. stop for like the old cars. And mm-hmm. the Gen, Gen 2 car has a second 335 horsepower motor on the front axle that's used exclusively for regen. So this is really right. cool specs. This is, you know, I'm not yeah. a complete geek on electric cars, Teslas and Porsches and all that stuff, but I do keep up with it enough um, yeah. to, to, to know that these are some cool specs. And this is this is really exciting to see next year. I'm, this is just going to get better and better. But, guys, we have run long on our first segment. Let's take a quick break and come back, and we're going to talk some Formula One and more. Listen to the Sunday Night with Speed City back after this. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. As a rider, you know what you like. The power, the feel, the ride. When it comes to gear, you know what keeps you safe. Ducati Austin provides riders with the finest in day and easy leathers, the best the market offers. Visit Ducati Austin on Breaker Lane just east of I-35 and throw your leg over the most iconic sports bike ever built, Ducati. Even take it for a test ride or see what's been described as art on wheels from MV Augusta. You know what you like. See it at Ducati Austin, online at DucatiAustin.com. Motivation USA, catering to the sport bike enthusiast looking for truly unique parts and accessories. Stand out from the crowd. Motivation is the exclusive North American distributor for SC Project MotoGP-inspired exhausts and the largest Rizoma retailer in the United States. Get the best parts from around the world at the best prices with fast shipping and a knowledgeable staff ready to help. Shop online 24-7 at MotivationUSA.com. That's MotivationUSA.com. This is Gene Haas, and this is Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. Uh, a couple of comments real quick from YouTube. One for Bob. It says, I didn't realize Bob was still in form. Did, worked in form, and he didn't hear, I hadn't heard his voice in the comms box lately. That's so we just picked up a new fan here, Bob, and uh, our new fan for Formula E, I should say, old fan. 
And then Jonathan, here's one for you. It says, looking forward to the Toyota Racing Series. Hey, good. Where, just, where are they? Uh, Wesman doesn't say where he is. But. Well, and that's because we've had the Toyota Series. Um, well, we tried to have it, uh, obviously. But during COVID, New Zealand was one of the most locked uh, down countries. So obviously, international drivers couldn't um, travel. So that kind of put, mm-hmm. put, put paid to that in 19. And then in 20, what they did was, or in 2021, what we did was we basically got a hybrid of, we, they had a bubble between Australia and, um, and New Zealand. So we actually got, sort of got a hybrid of young drivers <laughs> on the way up and Van Gisbergen and McGoughlin and all these guys, you know, uh, Greg Murphy. It was awesome. It was really cool. So all the V8 boys came back home and raced the, the, you know, the FIA F3 or Toyota Racing Series. It's the same as the FIA F3 car. Um, and so, yeah, Nick Cassidy, great. It was all, all, That's all cool. fun. Mm-hmm. Wesman's in Kansas City, by the way. Here I can. Can I answer that viewer who wanted to know why he hadn't heard my voice? Yeah, yeah, he's go, probably, Bob. He's, he's watching the international feed, which is Jack ah. Nichols and Dario Franchitti and so on. Uh, he just... I, uh, me and my partner, Ryan Marine, are on cbs sportsnet we do a show exclusively for the american audience on cbs CBS. (laughs) yes right me and edward r murrow is my sidekick (laughs) um yeah so uh we do join our international colleagues at the beginning and the end of the show but the race call is entirely bob and ryan or this weekend calvin fish ah yeah that's nice awesome yep Mm -hmm. Uh, all right, we're going to go to these stats that I was talking about at the yeah, top go of the for show it. because Bubble these it. are very cool. I was I saw a couple of stories out there, and so I decided to go to the horse's mouth to find the source of all these stats. And there's a company called uh, SPO Motion Analytics in their .com. That's their .com, by the way. And it's a um, it's a guy that started called uh, Bjorn Stenbaka, and he started it with Stefan Johnson. Former F. Johansson, excuse Stephen me. Stephen Johansson, yeah. Johansson. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which are both first and last name. Both former F1 driver. And um, actually, I got that wrong. He started a, a company called Sports Telecom with Stefan. So that's some of the background on uh, on Bjorn. But I emailed him, and we, we traded a bunch of emails back and forth. And he sent me some really cool stats. You know, what they do is they, they do research and information for companies that want to sponsor in Formula One. So I didn't get, like, a full breakdown the – report or whatever it is, but he gave me some great stats and they're really fascinating. I'm going to run down these and then I want us to talk about them because there's kind of a bombshell at the end of them, but um, yeah. So yeah. So in 2018, there were 44 partners, sponsors in from the United States in formula one. Now there are 102 formula one partners from the United States, but not surprising. Yeah. Yeah. Just new this year. There are 36 new U S partners he said, this is extraordinary to have so many new partners from one country in one year. It never happened before in the history of Formula One. Doesn't surprise me either. Um, now, he says that almost a third of all sponsors in Formula One are now from the USA. And the second and third place countries with partners with the, by number would be the UK with 30 and Italy with 27 and he said Switzerland have 21. Is that where he's from? I thought he was from Finland. Maybe. Anyway, so um, it's funny. It says that uh, interesting that about something, a fact about the U.S. sponsors is that 70% of them are listed on either the NASDAQ or the New York Stock Exchange. So 70% of them publicly traded 50% uh, are tech companies. Yep. And that's the next stat of okay. the partners. 50% are. And you and I have been watching that yeah, going, yeah. 
Now, know? that was the one that I thought, yeah, that's where most of the yep. new American sponsors have come, come, and come that's, from. That's Oracle, probably true. Cisco, yeah. you name it. And he yeah. said, interesting, he said, when we look at, the, at McLaren's team, they now have 25 U.S. partners, and you brought up the reason why. Well, I don't know if I'd like Bob to talk on this. I, I said, oh, well, that makes sense, because we were kind of, we, we, well, we're going to get to Haas in a minute. But yeah. I said, oh, that makes sense. United Autosports have had sponsorship deals here in America in motor racing for a long time. So Zach has just basically used his tentacles and his, his wherewithal within that company to bring those or those contacts or, or, or potential sponsors into Formula One. Bob, would you say that's why he has the lion's share of the individual Americans? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, nobody knows motorsports marketing better yeah. than Zach. That's the way he made his fortune. He started a company called Just Marketing. That's it. And yep. uh, worked mainly with NASCAR, with NASCAR teams to organize sponsorships. And I'm sure he's taken a very thick Rolodex over to uh, McLaren Formula One with him. And uh, yeah, he speaks the language that that, uh, that potential sponsors want to hear. So uh, yeah, no surprise at all that Zach's had success bringing American sponsors into Formula One. And it's no easy thing, even with the exploding popula uh, popularity of Formula One. I remember when Michael Andretti went to McLaren, it was the worst kept secret in Formula One yeah. that Ron Dennis, who was running the team at the time, thought, great, this is going to open a chest of gold. We're going to have all the American companies yeah. who want to be involved because it's Michael Andretti. And it didn't happen. Didn't yeah. happen. So somewhere along the way, Formula One has has uh, broken into the American consciousness. Um, I think the number of American sponsors speaks to the strength of our economy. And, um, you know, those are clever people. And they see Formula One as a great opportunity. Years ago, I spoke with a, a guy from a, a major international bank. And uh, they were sponsors of the Renault team with Fernando Alonso and I think it was uh, Nelson Piquet Jr. at the time. Yeah, yeah. And I asked him, you know, it, it, you do business worldwide, right? And he said, yeah, but that's not the reason that we're with the team. We have very specific markets that we want to uh, promote to. And Formula One does that better than any other televised sport in the world. Hmm. The race, the, the countries that we're not concerned with, fine, that's gravy. But when we're on television in the countries where we want to go, where we can invite our clients and, um, you know, and let them see their name on our car or see our name on the car, um, we're going to do that because uh, Formula One really is the name of the game. Yeah, I mean, if you if you wanted to make a, a, a if you wanted to make a makeup company, um, but let's say you were making widgets here in Austin, um, and you'd come across the unbelievable battery for Elon Musk's cars, and you start selling them in Austin, and then you start selling them in America, uh, and then you start saying, oh well, let's see if we can get into Asia, or can we get into F Formula One? Would be the perfect vessel because you can start by just you know acorns, if you will. But eventually, you can be in South Africa with your amazing battery because Formula One, that's right. the beauty of it. You can you can kind of scale up through Formula One's 23 races. And eventually, yeah. hopefully, yes, you'll be like DHL and you'll be at every race um, or Rolex. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And it might I remember when we went to Coda uh, in um, 2014, the first year of the turbo hybrid uh, Formula One car, and all the folks were screaming and yelling about, oh, no, noise. we want unmuffled V10s and V8s, and this is terrible. I spoke <laughs> with Sir Jackie Stewart hey. at Coda, and he said, no, 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 this is so much better. He said Formula One at the business level yeah. is about 
decision makers getting together. Yeah. And it's a lot harder for decision makers to talk and get familiar with each other when you've got, you know, you're bleeding from the ears from the sound of the race cars. Yeah. He said, these cars still make good noise. They still sound heroic, but you can conduct a conversation around them. And that's where the money comes from in Formula One. Yeah, it really is. Bob, you talked about these guys uh, that they know what they're doing in sponsorship. And you have to really understand that these companies that are like Oracle, the new companies oh, and yeah. Salesforce, I mean, these are massive companies. They're not, this is not a vanity buy for them. Oh no. This is, oh, no. they're, they're looking at the numbers going, what's going to be my ROI when I spend, I mean, what did Oracle, it's like a half a billion dollars uh, yeah. over five years. Yeah. Some stunning number. Well, and I tell this story regularly and I know both of you will back me up. You know, the, the first tech, if you will, the first sort of company that was not, uh, connected to what I would say an obvious motorsport, like you've got Shell, you've got you know car manufacturers in in. The, but right. when when Xerox got involved in superbike racing at the Carl Fogarty's height, that You're was right. when I was doing my superbikes. I was like, this will never work. But then I met the guys from Xerox, and they said, look, there's nothing exciting, there's nothing fun about our product. Who the heck are we? You know, it's a it, it copies things, right? <laughs> that you can't right. a box. It's but to put it on the side of a damn Ducati and people are like, yeah. <laughs> right. So there's a yeah. little bit of that with the tech companies, I sure. think, too, Absolutely. because you don't mm -hmm. need to know what Oracle do, but you know that they're with the Red Bull team and that's my team or whatever it is. You know? well, yeah, I think technical right. people are drawn to Formula One. Yeah. So I think they're drawn Fits. to motorsports in general. I, mean, there's, I know there's multiple segments to the motorsport audience, but I think tech technology is a big part of them. Yeah. Sure. All right, so now we're going. I'm going to drop. Here's the, here's the drop bomb. Here's the, here's the money bomb here, and is uh, I'm moving down my stats. He was just talking about McLaren. It says American team Haas is last on the list with only four, four U.S. sponsors. He said, but there's a huge difference between the teams when it comes to total number of partners. When Haas have 14 as a total, McLaren have almost 50. So 50 percent of McLarens are are uh, American. So. <sighs> Yeah, I don't know what I, what I read into that. And we, you know, let's face it, we got an interview with Gunter at the beginning of last year where he admitted that they were going to try to change strategy a little bit from, from trying to sell Haas Automation, which was Gene's original idea. And then they... Globally. Was, globally. And then, of course, they got into Ukali and that kind of went sideways with them. We all know why. Um, but again, it was, I think the idea was let's have one big sponsor um, and the McLarens do what they do, which is have a lots of different ones. Remember, you've got to look after those sponsors. You know, yeah. you, you yeah, can't. Yeah. You've got to give them all love. That's true. So I think that's been their, as a smaller team, that's been their their way of going about it. But I've always said that they need a Zach type person in in there to bring the Americans because it's still not regarded as an American team. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And uh, and you have to speak their language. I mean, you have yeah. to, you know, know. What it's almost like being a lawyer in a courtroom. You never ask yeah. a question you don't already know no, the, the answer. answer to. <laughs> yeah, and that's what you do when you're talking with these sponsors. You know, how about have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? Yeah. Here's what we can do. Yeah. Bob, Bob, you would know that as being a lawyer, you would know that. <laughs> right, and I've asked a lot of questions I didn't know the answer to, but <laughs> I digress. <laughs> All right, well, let's get in a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to continue discussions about Americans in Formula One because we're going to talk about the latest in the Andretti Ooh. Global F1 effort. And we'll be back after these messages. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Hey guys, we are very excited to welcome our new sponsor, Allstott Brewery, to Speed City. These guys make a fantastic beer, and I'm going to let Jonathan talk about it, but I'm going to tell you about it. When I tasted it, I am not a big beer aficionado. I like a nice cold beer, but I'm always worried about a craft beer or a new beer that it's going to have a funky taste, especially aftertaste. This beer was fantastic. I have absolutely no... Uh, no qualms at all that this is my new favorite beer. But, Jonathan, you know why, what makes it so special, the water and the recipe? Well, yeah. I mean, these guys have done their research and do it right, and they've even imported the right water to do it right. I mean, it, it, I tell you, this Allstad beer, fantastic. And I'm, uh, you know, most Europeans are snobs about their beer, uh, and I, I'm, I'm definitely one of those. Because You're definitely a snob? Yes, okay. about my beer. Okay. Uh, <laughs> because there's no question, carbonation has always been my issue here in the States. It's overcarbonated. And our lagers, our pilsners and lagers in Europe, um, uh, especially German ones, are not that heavily carbonated. And that's a, a key thing. And that's the first thing that uh, hit me was just how well they've done the beer. Uh, it's based out of Fredericksburg. It's, uh, it's got a great tie-in because, obviously, Fredericksburg, a German town, and now they've got a Texas German beer, and it's cracking. Yeah, and the uh, the facility out there, it's amazing. They've, they've really done it right. It's really fantastic. So so check it out. You can get it at all the local HEBs and everything else, right? Yep. Uh, it's around all around Texas. You can get it. Uh, they sell it in... Uh, uh, on on the shelf there as a Texas beer, but uh, I'll tell you what, you're in, right back in Germany when you drink it. And it's Altstadt Beer, A-L-T-S-T-A-D-T, beer.com. Altstadt Beer, A-L-T-S-T-A-D-T, beer.com. Hi, this is Karim Chandok, and you're listening to Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio. Speed City. Derek Milo on YouTube said, I don't need see many B2B sponsorships in F1 like GTD Jottery does with NASCAR and talking about how Kroger is a main sponsor and Ty. Mm. And you guys just missed it. We had a great conversation during the break about all of that. <laughs> uh, but I mean, but bottom line is that is probably some Bob was saying that's probably something that will, will change. We'll start to see some changes there. So. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and thanks, Nominal. Says, smash a like. Great show. Telling everybody, give us a like. Yeah, I guess I guess likes helps on YouTube. We're still figuring out YouTube, guys, so thank you. Um, before, <laughs> we, before we go to Andretti, I wanted to talk about... Jonathan, you actually sent me this link a while back on Black Book Motorsports. Yeah. It's, all it is is just talking about ESPN's ratings. And by the way, I didn't tell you this, but I communicated with the ESPN PR team trying to get... Uh, television ratings from them, and they're going to start sending me stuff too. Great, so, 
Good. Um, but there's some great stats here because, um, and and as everybody probably knows, ESPN. I mean, Formula One and ESPN is the numbers have just been going straight up the last few years, and 1.3 million turned on average heading into the 2022 season, up from 934 the previous year, and the their prior records ratings was 748 back in 1995. So it's just going crazy. And aren't we beating NASCAR in the 18 to 49 category? That's the one that I was about to read because ah. that I mean. <laughs> Think about how big that is, guys. That is that's huge. I mean, that's the fear of all motorsports. A few years ago, was that everybody's aging out. You know, kids don't even care about cars. We heard that they're not getting their driver's license till they're in their early twenties, and the kids don't care. Eighteen to forty-nine, they're beating NASCAR, and their numbers are are roughly half of NASCAR, but they're beating them in that demographic. But I also. The other thing you sent me today, which I didn't know, which which begged the question, which is, okay, what does Indy get? And Indy posted that tweet saying, our best audiences in 20 years, and it's 1.4 million. Yep. Uh, per, is that per race? or Yeah, that so, is through that, the first 13 races. Right. So that just shows you that Formula One in America is going head-to-head with Indy, and that's impressive. Yep. And one of the notes here on this website where a, a particular highlight for Formula One in 2022 was the inaugural Miami Grand Prix on May 8th, which scored an average viewership of 2.6 million on ABC, the largest audience for a live F1 telecast ever on U.S. television. Yeah, and if money I mean, talks, uh, you know, you talk about that ESPN hadn't re-signed their three-year deal that they have now uh, at Miami, but they have now, and each year, 90 million, we believe. Yeah. So yeah, it's, money it's a huge talks. number that, that, yeah. And what I was, as I was reading this about 2.6 million watching at my, uh, the Miami Grand Prix, I was thinking, what was NASCAR that day? And the next paragraph says on the same day at Darlington, which aired on Fox, in other words, actually Fox sports one. So not quite apples to apples, mm-hmm. but that, um, on the same day as the Miami Grand Prix racked up 2.61 million total viewers. So 2.6 to 261. I also think though, we are being a little bit naive in that the truth of the matter is, and while we're all three old blokes, um, we do understand that now the click, uh, on your phone, whatever we are talking about traditional TV audiences here. Those figures are people watching. Um, and those are rated. Mm-hmm. Um, we, you know, gosh, I mean, how many people must be watching on their phones, watching in a bar, watching watch parties, etc. Well, I think that those numbers mm-hmm. actually are the same because when you're watching the race on your phone, you're still watching it on ESPN. You're still watching. So, okay. All right. So I think that, but your, but to your point, Formula One has been the fastest growing social media. Okay. In in all of sports. Well, they had none. Three, well, five, I was going to caveat it. Yes, yes. Yeah, that's exactly What do you why. think about ESPN got it for free, essentially, yeah. for the first couple of yeah, years? I mean, that was the biggest. Well, that was a smart Evans move. Story. Yep. That was a real, that, to be honest, we should credit Sean Bratches for that move. An ex-ESPN yeah. ESPN executive who went to Formula One or to Liberty Media uh, and ran, right. uh, you know, smart guy. And also, Sean Bratches was the brains behind Netflix, Drive to Survive. Aha. I mean, oh, is that right? I didn't know I, that. I'm pretty but, sure. There's a lot of hide, yeah. things hiding in that mustache. Oh, no, that's the other guy. No, but, no. <laughs> I was, I was on the, that's Chase Carey. I was on the Fox end of that whole negotiation when uh, for, uh, Liberty was trying to to put Formula One somewhere on American television. And the story was a bit more complicated. Sean Bratches, who was a, an ESPN lifer before he joined Liberty, really didn't have anywhere to go because Formula One wanted to do their own streaming show, as they yep. do. F1 TV Pro, um, 
And uh, the Foxes and the uh, CBSs and the and the other networks were saying, well, no, then, you know, you're competing against us and you want yeah. us to pay you to, you know, so you can compete against us. So everybody said no. And they basically gave it to ESPN. And now, you know, the uh, the cows have returned to the barn and it's 90 million <laughs> a year. And, and, you know, it's great. That's how the business works. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, th- that analogy, the cows returning to the barn, just doesn't seem very Bob Varsha-like. It's, <laughs> but I like it. I like it. It's great. It's a good one. Oh, uh, well. No, it's a good one for the sure. The hens have come home to roost. <laughs> well, there you go. Same thing. There you go. Uh, yeah, that those are some great stats. And... Um, I will share that out on Twitter so you guys can go look at that. But let's talk a little yeah. Michael Andretti and the Andretti Global F1. And let's talk a little Mario, too. Because well, it, 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 this ties into nicely with what Bob just said about yeah. how it didn't work back then. And it doesn't seem to be working yeah. now. Well, if, I'm sure you know, but uh, Andretti Global F1 by Michael Andretti has put in their their tender for a Formula One team. and this They were going to buy Sauber. That, yeah, they were going to buy Sauber. That didn't <laughs> That didn't work out because Sauber said, yeah, you can buy in, but you can't have any control. And, <laughs> and that's exactly what Mario and Michael yeah. did. They yeah. laughed in his face and yeah. said, we're going to take our Bye. half a billion and go somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. And Andretti has, uh, they've, they've opened a, I don't know the technical terms, maybe you do, Bob, but they've started a, a, uh, an effort to do a NASDAQ-style offering, yes. of which is a half a billion dollars. And they paid the 250 yep. million. Yep. And mm-hmm. actually, I don't know if they've actually paid it. Well, but they've, they've, they've gathered the money together, yeah. and they if the franchise yeah. was, was given, they would pay that, right. which is what they, you need. They proved they could pay it. Yeah. Yes. But the, the, the latest updates, Jonathan, I'm going to let you run with them because you would know them better than me, but the latest updates are, are fascinating, what Mario is about saying about Toto, et cetera. Well, <laughs> Mario has been banging the drum and helping Michael best he can. Obviously, he's an ex-Formula One uh, cha- world champion. Superstar. And the, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, who, who the heck wouldn't want he's an audience Mario. with Mario? He's Mario, yeah. He's probably the greatest right. name that's still going uh, today in both Indy and, and Formula One. Right. And, of course, he's going to help his son, Michael, who is the businessman behind all this um but he would be the ambassador he'd be you know he'd certainly be a, a role to play and for mario you've got to think of it starting off in italy um he's come full circle because if you like he's become a hero um but this would have his <clears throat> name on it so what a legacy yeah. for the andretti family who yeah. are let's face it in australia they're in formula e they're in extreme they're in indie lights they're in indie they're all over the world uh so michael's well, maybe you should tell toto that i'm about to get to that um <laughs> So Mario has been, as he has, literally since Miami, and both he and Michael were in Miami, you know, trading the boards and trying to, you know, drum up support for this. And I think they're being treated really pretty toughly by Formula One because it all seems to have gone quiet. So Mario just kind of said recently, uh, responding to a suggestion that Wolf is too powerful, Andretti, who is an F1 champion from 78, said, this needed to be said. It's about time. Because Toto Wolf was quoted as saying, yeah, I think it would be a good idea to have Audi and Porsche in, but I'm not so sure about Andretti. They've done some good things in the States, but really having a global marketing <laughs> arm like a Porsche or, or Audi would, would be a better fit, which I think would leave a pretty nasty taste in my mouth if I was Mike, Michael Andretti going, I'm not just in America, guys. Yeah. I'm all over the world. And Bob, you of all people know that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mario remains, I'm very confident, the 
single most popular personality from Formula One yeah. with the European journalistic community. You put Mario in a press room and everybody comes over to talk to Mario because he will talk with them. He'll give them great quotes and content. He has the perspective of all these decades being around the sport and other forms of motorsport. You want to talk about IndyCar. Yeah. You want to talk about dirt car racing. Yep. You know, you can, Mario's your guy and everybody loves him. He gives time to everybody. And that goes a long way. So when you hear someone like Total Wolf saying, well, what are they going to bring to the game? You put Mario at one end of the field and you put Total Wolf at the other and see where the fans go for autographs. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, the, uh, they don't have the, uh, the financial clout of an Audi or a Porsche, but this is the Andretti family. This is, this well, is history. Well, this let, is... let me just – so Toto's quote was, I think whoever is our 11th team, whoever gets an entry needs to demonstrate how creative they can be in, in business, Wolf said. Andretti's a great name, and I think they've done exceptional things in the U.S., which is wrong uh, because they've done it all over the world. But this is a sport that this business and we need that is a business and we need to understand what they can do and what they can provide in the sport. And if an OEM, if an OEM or an international multinational group joins F1 and they can demonstrate that they're going to spend X amount of dollars and in activating in marketing in the various markets, that obviously is totally different proposition for other teams. Mario shot back by saying with, you know, um, after sorry, I'm going to find this quote. We he says you. Uh, I see Audi actually merging with a top team as an engine supplier, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> you can do. You can better justify the investment because as an engine supplier with any team, you win races and you your engine wins. And you don't. Mm -hmm. And when you don't win races, the team it's the team's fault. It's always like that, and it always was like that, and that's fine. We're one of the teams that will be open to another manufacturer. We're working already with present manufacturers to make some decisions, and that's the way it goes. You absolutely welcome manufacturers, but the manufacturers come and go. We don't go. Yes. We come and stay. And he says manufacturers right. don't depend on the sport. We do. It's our life. What's all we do? We breathe this. We de if, why deprive yep. us from it? We're serious about it. And I, that's all quotes I've just been reading. I wanted to read it properly yeah. because that really does sum it up. Uh, it's, I had Absolutely and, right. I had cut and pasted those last four. Yeah. That's, that was why, what I took away from that article too. It's like they – yeah, it would be great to have Porsche and Audi. Absolutely. But having, Wouldn't it be great having a team? Yeah. But, but <laughs> let's, right. let's just stop. When I first heard any opposition to Mario Andretti and Michael Andretti, I was just like, this is absurd. Yeah. And I even started to doubt myself, yeah. but I'm thinking, hold on, hang on a minute. Let's back up to the, the Formula One United States sponsors. If Mario brings a team, which they've said they will bring an American driver. If not to. If not to. And they will not languish at the bottom. Yeah. I don't expect them to start off fighting for a championship, but I don't know that they wouldn't. But they will not languish at the bottom of Formula and One. everywhere – Michael is involved in any sport, whether it be Formula E, whether it be Indy Lights, yep. whether it be Indy. Proof's in the pudding. Proof is in the pudding. And, you know, yeah. I, 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 it does upset me. And I know I'm the European here, but it, it really gets me angry to see that there is still this purveyance. And I'm basically saying that I agree with Mario here. How much power does Toto wield in these decisions or sway yeah. in these decisions? Because what he's saying is, oh, I actually, I'm representing Mercedes. In fact, I'm a third owner in it. And I'd rather see my competition, Porsche, an Audi out on display racing against me every weekend because that's better for me is what he's really saying. Yeah. And yeah. haven't and he's I'd love to see someone stand up to uh 
to Toto and say, okay, you know, you, you're, you're anxious to learn what Andretti can bring. What specifically are you looking Being for? Full. Yeah. They're Let's good answer questions. those questions. Yep. You know, what do you want to know? We'll, we'll, we'll tell you everything about our plans. Well, not everything, but yeah, you know, yeah. we'll, uh, don't, don't walk around with these oblique phrases about, well, we don't know what they'll do and all. Tell me what you want us to do. Uh, it really, I, I'm with you on this. It really is absurd, yeah. isn't it? it I mean, is. it's like the Cowboys. Mm -hmm. Let's say the the, the the Dallas Cowboys didn't exist. And, and somebody gave, Jerry Jones gave a call and said, you know, I've got this idea and you know my wealth. I think I'm thinking of coming in uh, with with a team called the Dallas Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? <laughs> I mean, you know, you cut you, if you were Goodell, you'd have that to kind of go set up. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Um, How about them Cowboys? No, but um, but you know, you know what I mean, though. Um, yeah, it, it just it's absurd to think that Andretti. It's not the. It's not this sympathetic. Oh, let's get Mario's name back in the headlights. Ma Michael Andretti is one of the most successful motorsport businessmen. Full stop. I think right up Toto, there with Penske. I think Toto is yeah, scared Penske. of Mike of, of the Andretti team. That's what I think. I yeah. think there's. I mean, think about it. They could take sponsor money. That's the real truth. They, I mean, that, that's where yeah. you start. <laughs> yeah, they could take sponsor money, and they will take sponsor money. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, how many Red Bull Bulls are sold in America? Do you think? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, as I said last week, we're, we're talking twenty five percent of the world's GDP. So in the United States, so. Take mm -hmm. all the, the, the next nine what, teams what, down the list. What the if Walmart team? took a third of their budget? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when you, I yeah. mean, right now, if you go to some boardrooms in the United States and say, you, do you want to sponsor a Formula One team? The CEO of that boardroom doesn't even know what Formula One is. Mm -hmm. But if you say, I want to sponsor Mario and Michael Andretti in Formula One, <laughs> they're going to know exactly who you're talking about and yeah. know that, that right. there have been nothing but success. We have dealt directly with Mario on a business level. And he, and when we were trying to get him on South by Southwest, we did it. Yes. But, but he is shrewd and he does not mess around. No. If you are not serious, he wanted to know who we were, what we were about. And mm -hmm. he was a very serious guy. So I, we know that from firsthand. Well, guys, we got to squeeze our last break in real quick. And when we come back, we will have some more fun motorsports talk. You're listening to Speed City live from Austin. Back after this. To know where the path to Formula One and Indy begins, it's three simple letters VRD. VRD Racing of Atlanta, Georgia are dedicated to nurturing young, single seater drivers on their quest to the pinnacle of motorsport. Having just wrapped up the team's championship title in 2021 in the F4 US Championship, they also have programs in FR Americas, the all new USF Juniors, and the road to Indy. VRD is the perfect environment for success. To join the team, drop them a DM on Instagram at velocity underscore RD. Winding Road Racing is your first and best choice for all the essentials for a great weekend at the track. We're racers and we love helping racers. With a full selection of racing gear in stock, get geared up with all the safety equipment needed to meet all the latest Snell FIA and SFI regulations. Outfit your car with a comprehensive lineup of racing necessities and when you need to find a few more tents, turn to data acquisition systems from AIM Sports, V-Box and others. Austin based with shops in California, Georgia and Kentucky. The source for all your racing needs. Winding Road Racing, windingroadracing.com. Hi, this is Mario Andretti, and this is Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. All right, we only have about seven and a half minutes left, and we have tons more we want to talk about. 
But Old Timer just said on YouTube, he said, any Daniel Ricardo updates? Huh. We were talking during yeah, the break. We said, exactly. should, we, should we say silly season or Kimmy, Kimmy Rocking in or what? But last, Jonathan, go last ahead. located in a holiday inn in Woking, waiting for his 25 million. Yeah, <laughs> that is the latest, is it? He, you know, Daniel yeah. Ricardo does control this next year, the 2023 seat. Mm-hmm. In other words, he has the option to say whether he wants to come or stay. And they said, basically, he says, if you want me to leave, then write me a check. So that's where the Daniel Ricardo thing stands. Well, yeah, let, let's just clear, clarify that. So he had a three-year contract. So he has one more year left on his contract. And we believe he is getting $25 million a year. And therefore, if they want to have Piastri in the seat, which is what they seem to want to do, and that's what Zach has announced, uh, then they have... A, uh, there is nothing like a problem like Ricardo, <laughs> But they, they do have a problem like Maria because... What are they going to do? They've already got two drivers. Lando is on a long-term contract, and Ricardo says, I, I, I'm quite yeah. fine here. I don't need to go. Now, the latest is, to answer the guy's question, old-timer, the latest is he could he could go a straight swap for – he might go back to Alpine, his old Renault team, which he, of course, came from <laughs> uh, before right. he went. So th- this is all very bizarre, but, uh, yeah. That's that's where we are. All right. So let's talk a little NASCAR, especially because Kimi Raikkonen's coming to NASCAR. The Iceman cometh to NASCAR. I, it is an interesting one, isn't it's it? Now he has. In, he, remember when he took some time off after winning his yep, world championship? It, this is not the first time. Yes, yeah. he did both a Xfinity and a truck series run. I don't think to, I didn't. He didn't change the world, but I don't think he expected to. Um, but he enjoyed it, and that was Kimmy. That's typical Kimmy. He shows up at snowplow, snow snowmobiling races under an, a pseudonym now and again, and has <laughs> won under pseudonyms. That's always been Kimmy's way, and I expect him to be like Montoya, very serious about it. Um, and so it's not the first time that we've seen a Formula One guy do this. And I actually think Ricardo is on that list because I think, uh, as he showed last, last boogity, time. Boogity, boogity, boogity. Yeah. That's racing, boys and girls. <laughs> but um, I, it is getting interesting. And, and this is also an interesting thing by Trackhouse. Trackhouse, the sort of newest NASCAR yeah. team run by Justin Marks and Pitbull. They're quite mo- modern uh, and thinking and progressive. And they've invited and they're trying to get initiatives of getting other drivers into the seat. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if if McLaughlin got offered a, a run at some point. Yeah. Um, you know, clearly uh, switching series yeah. doesn't bother him. Nope. And and I I think a lot of people will be interested. Watkins Glen, of course, is a road course, uh, so it's going to suit Kimmy. Um, he's already done a test at VIR last week. Bob, what's your take? Uh, I think it's great for NASCAR to have international drivers. Obviously, Justin Marks is a very forward-looking guy. And, uh, you know, don't forget the uh, the Denny Hamlin, Michael Jordan hookup. So yep. there is this influx of uh, larger American cultural and sporting figures into uh, domestic motorsport and particularly NASCAR. <clears throat> I will say that my hang up is with one of the other international drivers who will be in that field. And that's Daniel Kvyat. Hmm. You know, what is NASCAR, the all-American sport, yeah. the red, white and blue flag hugging American contribution to worldwide motorsports doing allowing a Russian driver to come drive in their series, given the uh, world scene. I, I just can't get my head around that. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah I, I bet Nikita Mazapan wouldn't have got an entry. Do you think? <laughs> Who knows? It is I mean, a strange one. I mean, da- to, to be uh, honest, I remember Daniel Kvyat. We went to NASA with him, and he told us then that he wanted to do some NASCAR. Well, but comparing mm-hmm. Mazapin, I don't know. Mazapin's money came from an oligarch. Right. Yes. I mean, and that's the only reason he was in Formula One. Let's face it. 
is that he brought mm-hmm. how many tens of millions to Haas F1? But but I don't know. I mean, it's funny. It's I don't even I didn't even think of what you're saying, Bob, because I've met Kvyat, and he was humble. We we spent the whole day with him at NASA sure. a couple of years ago. No, he's a but but lovely guy. But I don't know anything about. I don't know. I mean, Mazepin. He's a there's an easy villain there because his dad is an an oligarch, you know. And mm-hmm. and when you're an oligarch, you do bad things to get your money. Let's face it. So, but I don't know the the background of Kvyat. So, um, but it doesn't it's, matter. It, yeah, doesn't matter but you're I mean, absolutely right. It doesn't matter. You're ab- you're absolutely this right. This country is an international aggressor that's yep. indiscriminately bombing civilian populations and lying to the world about it. You know, I'm sorry, Daniel, but uh, you know, your athletes. Well, I was going to say your athletes can't run in the Olympics, but they've got to <laughs> work around there. But uh, you know, your your soccer teams can't compete. You know, you're you 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 can't do it. Go complain to Vladimir Putin. Yep. You guys are ostracized. I agree. I, I 100% reason. agree. I'm with you. I'm with you. Yep. There mm-hmm. is no doubt. Uh, what else we got? But good luck master. to Kimmy next weekend and tune in. It'll be great. Great viewing. It will oh, yeah. be fun to watch that. So, hey, we just have yeah. literally one minute. Uh, Bob, you put something in it. It's something that's I wanted to talk about. Jamie Chadwick. Uh-huh. She's going to... She's yep. going to win what her third yeah. w, uh, Formula Straight. E, excuse me, W Series uh, championship. Yep. And mm-hmm. the whole idea was that they were going to move them up the ladder. But what's happening? What, you know, why are we not? Well, there's I, no discussions. Either, I don't right? know. That's my question. You know, the, the, the naysayers are out there saying, oh, well, she she gets in a Formula 3 car or whatever, and she can't get the job done. Well, let's see her in a Formula 3 car. I mean, you know, let's let's draw back the curtain. She is crushing the W Series. It's almost Gosh, unfair. Yeah. And what she doesn't win, Alice Powell does. Yeah. Uh, Jamie Chadwick has to be given a break somewhere. Well, she, is she, is she still connected with the Formula One team? Wasn't she yeah. connected with Williams uh, at one I point? Think, I think it was well, Williams, wasn't it? Bob, do you why know? is she not in a car? I don't, yeah. I don't know. Why is she not in the yeah. Williams Driver Academy? It was because she wasn't. It or was a more Friday a, drive? Or... Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean... I, to me, they're driving what's roughly equivalent to a Formula 3 car now. Why not at least right. look at FIA Formula 3 immediately? Come down to New Zealand, Jamie. We'll have you. She's sponsored by <laughs> IBM as well here in the state. She's an That's ambassador. True. And she well, is... obviously, they recognize her value. Yep. Yep. I mean, all you have to do is meet her one time. Oh, she's dynamite. She's an impressive, mm-hmm. impressive yep. woman. She is really amazing and, and clearly fast behind a race car. Well, guys, and by the way, they'll, the be, they'll be here hour. in Austin. Yeah. The that, W Series. That's right. They'll be here in Austin. Yep. yep. That was the fastest hour I can remember. That was. That's why we call the fastest hour in radio. <laughs> I know that was fun. Bob, thank you for yes! coming to join us. We'll, uh, you know, we know Bob does our Formula One broadcast with us. Of course, you go to our website to find out how to what listen to that. But, uh, but it was a pleasure to have you, Bob. Thank you. My pleasure. Ditto. Always great to be with you guys. All right. Thanks everybody for tuning in. However you tuned in, we'll talk to you next Sunday. Happy trails. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 